Advent, Day 20. Today I'm going to read a selection from Watch for the Light, a compilation of readings for Advent and Christmas. The title of the selection is A Sky Full of Children by Madeline Longel. I walk out onto the deck of my cottage, looking up at the great river of the Milky Way flowing across the sky. A sliver of a moon hangs in the southwest, with the evening star gently in the curve. Evening. Evening of this day. Evening of my own life. I look at the stars and wonder, how old is the universe? All kinds of estimates have been made, and as far as we can tell, not one is accurate. All we know is that once upon a time, or rather, once before time, Christ called everything into being in a great breath of creativity, waters, land, green growing things, birds and beasts, and finally, human creatures, the beginning the Genesis, not in ordinary earth days. The Bible makes it quite clear that God's time is different from our time. A thousand years for us is no more than a blink of an eye to God. But in God's good time, the universe came into being, opening up from a tiny flower of nothingness to great clouds of hydrogen gas to swirling galaxies In God's good time came solar systems and planets, and ultimately this planet on which I stand on this autumn evening as the earth makes its graceful dance around the sun. It takes one earth day, one earth night, to make a full turn, part of the intricate pattern of the universe, and God called it good, very good. A sky full of God's children, each galaxy, each star, each living creature, every particle and subatomic particle of creation, we are all children of the Maker. From a subatomic particle with a lifespan of a few seconds to a galaxy with a lifespan of billions of years to us human creatures somewhere in the middle in size and age we are made in god's image male and female and we are as christ promised us god's children by adoption and grace children of god made in god's image how genesis gives no explanations but we do know instinctively that it is not a physical image God's explanation is to send Jesus, the Incarnate One, God enfleshed. Don't try to explain the Incarnation to me. It is further from being explainable than the furthest star and the furthest galaxy. It is love, God's limitless love enfleshing that love into the form of a human being, Christ Jesus, fully human and fully divine. Was there a moment known only to God when all the stars held their breath, when the galaxies paused in their dance for a fraction of a second, and the Word, who had called it all into being, 
went with all his love into the womb of a young girl, and the universe started to breathe again, and the ancient harmonies resumed their song, and the angels clapped their hands for joy. Power, greater power than we can imagine, abandoned as the word knew the powerlessness of the unborn child, still unformed, taking up almost no space in the great ocean of amniotic fluid, unseeing, unhearing, unknowing, slowly growing as any human embryo grows, arms and legs and a head, eyes, mouth, nose, slowly swimming into life until the ocean in the womb is no longer large enough and it is time for birth. Christ, the second person of the Trinity. Christ, the maker of the universe, or perhaps many universes, willingly and lovingly leaving all that power and coming to this poor, sin-filled planet to live with us for a few years, to show us what we ought to be and could be, Christ came to us as Jesus of Nazareth, holy human and holy divine, to show us what it means to be made in God's image. Jesus, as Paul reminds us, was the firstborn of many brethren. I stand on the deck of my cottage, looking at the sky full of God's children, and know that I am one of them.